0: Nutrition and Food Safety. This podcast has recordings of fact sheets and articles about nutrition and food safety. Please note that these recordings are not designed to give specific advice about nutrition and food safety or any other health issue. Instead, they are meant to support the health discussions you have with your health care providers. However, we do hope that these recordings will increase your knowledge about nutrition and food safety. The more you know, the more effectively you can work with your doctor and other providers to make wise decisions about your health care. We encourage you to listen to these recordings and then discuss any questions with your providers. You can also call the HIV Health Library and talk with one of our HIV health specialists. The Library's phone number is 617-450-1432. That's 617-450-1432. Or if you live in Massachusetts, you can also call us toll-free at 866-799-0079. Again that's 866-799-0079. Happy listening! Nutrition. This is fact sheet 800 from the New Mexico AIDS InfoNet. This fact sheet is divided into several sections. These are Why is nutrition important? nutrition guidelines for people with HIV, practice food safety, what about supplements, the bottom line, and for more information. Why is nutrition important? Good nutrition means getting enough macronutrients and micronutrients. Macronutrients contain calories, energy, proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. They help you maintain your body weight. Micronutrients include vitamins and minerals that keep your cells working properly, but will not prevent weight loss. Good nutrition can be a problem for many people with HIV. When your body fights any infection, it uses more energy and you need to eat more than normal. But when you feel sick, you eat less than normal. Some medications can upset your stomach and some opportunistic infections can affect the mouth or throat. This makes it difficult to eat. Also, some medications and infections cause diarrhea. If you have diarrhea, your body actually uses less of what you eat. When you lose weight, you might be losing fat, or you might be losing lean body weight like muscle. If you lose too much lean weight, your body chemistry changes. This condition is called wasting syndrome or cachexia. Wasting can kill you. If you lose more than 5% of your body weight, it could be a sign of wasting. Talk to your doctor. Nutrition guidelines for people with HIV. First, eat more. Extra muscle weight will help you fight HIV. This is very important. Many people want to lose weight, but for people with HIV, it can be dangerous. Make sure you eat plenty of protein and starches with moderate amounts of fat. Protein helps build and maintain your muscles. Meats, fish, beans, nuts, and seeds are good sources. Carbohydrates give you energy. Complex carbohydrates come from grains, cereals, vegetables, and fruits. They are a time-release energy source and a good source of fiber and nutrients. Simple carbohydrates, or sugars, give you quick energy. You can get sugars in fresh or dried fruit, honey, jam, or syrups. Fat gives you extra energy, you need some but not too much. The monosaturated fats in nuts, seeds, canola and olive oils and fish are considered good fats. The saturated fats in butter and animal products are bad fats. A moderate exercise program will help your body turn your food into muscle. Take it easy and work exercise into your daily activities. Drinking enough liquids is very important when you have HIV. Extra water can reduce the side effects of medications. It can help you avoid a dry mouth and constipation. Remember that drinking tea, coffee, colas, chocolate, or alcohol can actually make you lose body liquid. Practice food safety. It's very important to protect yourself against infections that can be carried by food or water. Be sure to wash your hands before preparing food and keep all your kitchen tools and work areas clean. Wash all fruits and vegetables carefully. Don't eat raw or undercooked eggs or meat, and clean up juices from raw meat quickly. Keep leftovers refrigerated and eat them within three days. Check the expiration date on foods. Don't buy them or eat them if they're outdated. Some germs are spread through tap water. If your public water supply isn't totally pure, drink bottled water. What about supplements? Some people find it difficult to go shopping and prepare meals all the time. Supplements can help you maintain your body weight and get the vitamins and minerals you need. Don't use a product designed to help you lose weight, even if it says it contains everything needed for good nutrition. Your healthcare provider can help you choose a supplement that's right for you. Vitamin and mineral supplements can be very helpful. They are discussed in Fact Sheet 801. The bottom line. Good nutrition is very important for people with HIV. When you are HIV positive, you will need to increase the amount of food you eat and maintain your lean body weight. Be sure to eat a balanced diet, including plenty of protein and whole grain foods, with some sugar and fat. An exercise program will help build and maintain muscle. Drink plenty of liquids to help your body deal with any medications you are taking. Practice food safety. Keep your kitchen clean, wash foods, and be careful about food preparation and storage. If your tap water isn't pure, drink bottled water. If you feel you need to use nutritional supplements, be sure to get some expert advice from your health care provider. For more information, you can get more information on nutrition and HIV from the following. A Clinician's Guide to Nutrition in HIV and AIDS by Cade Fields Gardner and others published by the American Dietetic Association. $26 plus $5 shipping and handling. The American Dietetic Association, P.O. Box 97215, Chicago, Illinois, 60678-7215, or 800-877-1600, extension 5000. That's the American Dietetic Association, P.O. Box 97215, Chicago, Illinois, 60678-7215, or... 800-877-1600-5000. Eat Up! Nutritional advice and food ideas for people living with HIV and AIDS by Charlie Smigelski, RD, $10, www.eatupbooks.com slash HIVbooks.html. That's www.eatupbooks.com slash HIVbooks.html. Nutrition and HIV. A New Model for Treatment by Mary Romaine, M.D., 1895, published by Josie Bass, Inc., Telephone 415-433-1740, that's 415-433-1740. Fact Sheets on HIV Nutrition are available at www.larklands.net, that's www.larklands.net. This is the end of Fact Sheet 800 last revised on May 1, 2006. Vitamins and Minerals. This is fact sheet number 801 from the AIDS InfoNet. This fact sheet is divided into several sections. These are Why are vitamins and minerals important? What are antioxidants? How much do I need? What nutrients are important? What about other supplements? Can nutrients be harmful? For more information Why Are Vitamins and Minerals Important? Vitamins and minerals are sometimes called micronutrients. Our bodies need them in small amounts to support the chemical reactions our cells need to live. Different nutrients affect digestion, the nervous system, thinking, and other body processes. Micronutrients can be found in many foods. Healthy people might be able to get enough vitamins and minerals from their food. People with HIV or another illness need more micronutrients to help repair and heal cells. Also, many medications can create shortages of different nutrients. What are antioxidants? Some molecules in the body are in a form called oxidized. These molecules are also called free radicals. They react very easily with other molecules and can damage cells. High levels of free radicals seem to cause a lot of the damage associated with aging. Free radicals are produced as part of normal body chemistry. Antioxidants are molecules that can stop free radicals from reacting with other molecules. This limits the damage they do. Several nutrients are antioxidants. Antioxidants are important for people with HIV because HIV infection leads to higher levels of free radicals. Also, free radicals can increase the activity of HIV. Higher levels of antioxidants can slow down the virus and help repair some of the damage it does. How much do I need? You might think that all you have to do to get enough vitamins and minerals is to take a -a one-a-day multivitamin pill. Unfortunately, it's not that easy. The amounts of micronutrients in many of these pills are based on the recommended dietary allowances, RDAs, set by the US government. The problem with the RDAs is that they are not the amounts of micronutrients that are needed by people with HIV. Instead, they are the minimum amounts needed to prevent shortages in healthy people. HIV disease and many AIDS medications can use up some nutrients. One study of people with HIV showed that they needed between 6 and 25 times the RDA of some nutrients. Still, a high-potency multivitamin is a good way to get basic micronutrients. Which nutrients are important? There has not been a lot of research on specific nutrients in HIV disease, however one study showed that pregnant women in Tanzania benefited greatly from multivitamin supplementation. Also many nutrients interact with each other. Most nutritionists believe in designing an overall program of supplements. People with HIV may benefit from taking supplements of the following vitamins and minerals. 1. B vitamins Vitamin B1, thiamine Vitamin B2, riboflavin Vitamin B6, pyridoxine Vitamin B12, cobalamin And folate, folic acid 2. Antioxidants, including beta-carotene The body breaks down beta-carotene to make vitamin A Selenium Vitamin E, tocopherol And vitamin C 3. Magnesium and zinc What about other supplements? In addition to vitamins and minerals, some nutritionists suggest that people with HIV take supplements of other nutrients. 1. Acidophilus, a bacterium that grows naturally in the intestines, helps with digestion. 2. Alpha-lipoic acid is a powerful antioxidant that may help with neuropathy and mental problems. 3. Carnitine, also called acetyl L-carnitine, may help prevent wasting and provide other immunologic and metabolic benefits. Four, coenzyme Q10 may help with immune function. Five, essential fatty acids found in evening primrose oil or flaxseed oil can help with dry skin and scalp. Six, N-acetylcysteine, an antioxidant, can help maintain body levels of glutathione. Glutathione is one of the body's main antioxidants. Can nutrients be harmful? Most vitamins and nutrients appear to be safe as supplements, even at levels higher than the recommended dietary allowances (RDAs). However, some can cause problems at higher doses, including vitamin A, vitamin D, copper, iron, niacin, selenium, and zinc. A basic program of vitamin and mineral supplementation should be safe. This would include the following all taken according to directions on the bottle. 1. A multiple vitamin mineral without extra iron. 2. An antioxidant supplement with several different ingredients and 3. A trace element supplement. There are seven essential trace elements. Chromium, copper, cobalt, iodine, iron, selenium, and zinc. Some multivitamins also include trace elements. Any other program of supplements should be based on discussion with a doctor or a nutritionist remember that higher price may not mean better quality for more information you can get more information on nutrition and hiv from the following websites and books vitamins and supplement web links sis.nlm.nih.gov/hiv/nutrition.html Number sign A3. Again, that's sis.nlm.nih.gov slash HIV slash nutrition dot HTML. Number sign A3. Nutrition and HIV, a new model for treatment by Mary Romaine, MD, published by Josie Bass, Inc. Telephone 415 433 1740. That's 415 433 A Clinician's Guide to Nutrition in HIV and AIDS, by Cade Fields Gardner and others, published by the American Dietetic Association, P.O. Box 97215, Chicago, Illinois, 60678-7215, or 800-877-1600, extension 5000. That's American Dietetic Association, P.O. Box 97215 Chicago, Illinois 60678-7215 or 800-877-1600 extension 5000 or through the H. V. AIDS Dietetic Practice Group at org That's org That's the end of Fact Sheet 801, Vitamins and Minerals last revised on April 18, 2006. Guidelines for Safer Food Preparation This is a fact sheet from Project INFORM. Properly handling food is one area that can greatly impact your ability to keep up with your nutrition and exercise. Carefully handling and preparing your food while avoiding certain other foods that can easily cause disease may help prevent infections, which can tax your ability to maintain weight. For a complete discussion of safe food handling, read Home Food Safety, available through Project Inform's hotline and website. Meanwhile some basic guidelines include the following points. 1. Wash fruits and vegetables thoroughly to remove organisms such as Mycobacterium avium intracellulare (Mai), the cause of MAC, which are found in soil. Use a vegetable brush to remove soil and chemicals. Avoid eating fresh vegetables and salads at restaurants or any place where you can't be certain that the products are washed adequately to meet your needs. 2. Avoid eating raw eggs and food containing raw eggs. Each year, thousands of cases of salmonella poisoning come from eating Caesar salads made with raw eggs. If you eat salads at restaurants, ask if raw eggs are used in salad dressings and other foods. Avoid raw eggs whenever possible. 3. Cook meat thoroughly. Avoid pink meat, including rare steaks or burgers, and uncooked meat or fish, including sushi. Diseases like salmonellosis, toxoplasmosis, and parasites are found in raw and undercooked meats. 4. Avoid raw shellfish like oysters and clams. They may contain organisms like hepatitis A and parasites. 5. Use different cutting boards for cooked foods and for raw foods. For example, salads prepared on a cutting board that was just used for preparing meat can become contaminated by organisms in the meat. 6. Wash hands, kitchen utensils, and cutting boards frequently and thoroughly during food preparation. This will help avoid meat juices from contaminating cheese, vegetables, and other foods. 7. Keep kitchen appliances, shelves, countertops, refrigerators, freezers, and utensils clean. Wash sponges and towels frequently. Properly storing and cooking food can help reduce the risk of foodborne diseases. 8. Wash all utensils in your hands with soap and water between handling one food and handling another. This helps prevent cross-contamination. 9. Boil drinking water between 1 to 5 minutes to avoid cryptosporidiosis. Some water filters can remove contaminants from tap water, but read your filters information booklet to be sure. For more information, read the publications, Cryptosporidiosis and Home Food Safety, available from Project Inform at 1-800-822-7422 or www.projectinform.org. That's one 800 or www.projectinform.org. 9. Thaw meats in the refrigerator or microwave rather than in open air. Keep the refrigerator temperature at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or lower. 10. Other guides to safer food preparation are available in bookstores that carry materials on nutrition and HIV. That's the end of the Guidelines for Safer Food Preparation fact sheet from Project Inform. Taking control of home food safety from the American Dietetic Association and the Canagra Foundation. 24-hour bug or something you ate? Very often what seems like the flu may be foodborne illness, commonly called food poisoning. Unfortunately, mishandling of food at home is a leading cause of foodborne illness. The American Dietetic Association and the Canagra Foundation suggest four simple actions to take control of food safety in your kitchen. In the following pages are some tips to guide you through the world of home food safety. Wash hands often. Keep raw meats and ready-to-eat foods separate. Cook foods to the proper temperature. Refrigerate promptly below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Section 1. Wash foods often. Proper hand washing may eliminate nearly half of all cases of foodborne illness and significantly reduce the spread of the common cold and flu. When you wash, hands should be washed in warm soapy water before preparing foods and after handling raw meat, poultry, and seafoods. Always wash your hands front and back, up to your wrists, between fingers, and under fingernails. Never forget to wash your hands after switching tasks such as handling raw meat and then cutting vegetables. Dry hands with disposable paper towels, clean cloth towels or air dry. Sing two choruses of happy birthday while you lather up, cleaning your hands for 20 seconds. Wash your hands more often before you handle or prepare food, eat meals, feed children. Wash your hands more often after you prepare food touch raw food, especially meats, switch food preparation tasks, touch eggs and egg-rich foods, use the restroom, change a diaper, cough or sneeze, handle garbage, dirty dishes, smoke a cigarette, pet animals, use the phone, touch face, hair, body, other people, touch a cut or sore, clean or touch dirty laundry, and don't forget surfaces. Keep kitchen surfaces such as appliances, countertops, cutting boards, and utensils clean with hot, soapy water. A smelly dishcloth, towel, or sponge is a sure sign that unsafe bacterial growth is lurking nearby. Bacteria live and grow in damp conditions. Wash dishcloths and towels often in the hot cycle of your washing machine. Disinfect sponges in a chlorine bleach solution. Replace worn sponges frequently. Section 2. Keep raw meats and ready-to-eat foods separate. Be careful with cutting boards. When juices from raw meats or germs from unclean objects accidentally touch cooked or ready-to-eat foods, such as fruits or salads, cross-contamination occurs. If not cleaned correctly, the board harbors harmful bacteria. Acrylic, glass, marble, plastic, or solid wood. You choose. Just follow these guidelines. Use two cutting boards. One strictly to cut raw meat, poultry, and seafood, the other for ready-to-eat foods like breads and vegetables. Don't confuse them. Wash boards thoroughly in hot, soapy water after each use or place in dishwasher. Wood boards washed often in dishwashers may crack and split. Discard old cutting boards that have cracks, crevices, and excessive knife scars. Reminders to prevent cross-contamination. Wash plates between uses or use separate plates, one for holding raw meat, poultry, and seafood, another for cooked foods. Store raw meats, poultry, and seafood on the bottom shelf of the refrigerator so juices don't drip onto other foods. Place washed produce in clean storage containers, not back into the original ones. Use one utensil to taste and another to stir or mix food. Make sure you use clean scissors or blades to open bags of food. Wear latex gloves if you have a sore or cut on your hand. Special precaution. After cutting raw meats on your board, first clean thoroughly with hot soapy water, then disinfect with chlorine bleach or other sanitizing solution. And last, rinse with clean water. Section three, cook to proper temperatures. Harmful bacteria are destroyed when food is cooked to proper temperatures Buy a meat thermometer and use it. This is the only reliable way to ensure safety and to determine the doneness of cooked foods. How to get an accurate thermometer reading. Red meats, roasts, steaks, chops, and poultry pieces. Insert in center of the thickest part away from bone, fat, and gristle. Poultry, whole bird. Insert an inner thigh area near the breast, but not touching bone. Ground meat and poultry place in the thickest area of meatloaf or patty. With thin patties, insert sideways reaching the very center with the stem. Egg dishes and casseroles, insert in center or thickest area of the dish. Fish, cook until opaque and flakes easily with a fork. Important tip, always remember to wash the thermometer stem thoroughly in hot soapy water after each use. Learn how to calibrate your food thermometer There are two simple methods to check the accuracy of a food thermometer. However, not all thermometers can be calibrated, so make sure to check the manufacturer's instructions. Thermometers that can be calibrated usually contain a nut under the dial that can be adjusted with small pliers or a wrench. Boiling water method. Materials needed, one deep pot and water. In a deep pot, bring water to a rolling boil. Dip the thermometer stem 2 inches into the boiling water without touching the bottom. Wait for 30 seconds and the thermometer should read 212 degrees Fahrenheit, 100 degrees Celsius at sea level, but for example at 5,000 feet it should read 202 degrees Fahrenheit. If it doesn't, adjust the temperature by turning the calibration nut underneath the head of the thermometer according to the manufacturer's directions. Ice Water Method Materials needed large glass, crushed ice, clean water. Fill the large glass with crushed ice. Add clean water until the glass is full. Stir the mixture well. Put the thermometer stem into the ice water so that sensing area is submerged. Wait 30 seconds or until the indicator stops moving. Do not let the stem or probe touch the containers bottom or sides. If the thermometer does not read 32 degrees Fahrenheit, Hold the calibration nut securely with a small wrench or other tool and rotate the head until it reads 32 degrees Fahrenheit or 0 degrees Celsius. Section 4. Refrigerate foods promptly below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Refrigerate foods quickly and at a proper temperature to slow the growth of bacteria and prevent foodborne illness. Leftover foods from a meal should not stay out of refrigeration longer than two hours In hot weather, 90 degrees Fahrenheit or above, this time is reduced to one hour. Also make sure your refrigerator is set below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. This will keep perishable foods out of what's called the danger zone, 40 degrees Fahrenheit or above. Keep a refrigerator thermometer inside your refrigerator at all times. General guidelines for leftovers. This is a chart that lists particular foods and how long the foods remain good cooked fresh vegetables remains good for up to three to four days, cooked pasta three to five days, cooked rice one week, deli countermeats five days, ham cooked and sliced three to four days, hot dogs opened one week, lunch meats prepackaged open three to five days, cooked beef, pork, poultry, fish and meat casseroles three to four days, cooked patties and nuggets gravy and broth one to two days, seafood cooked two days, soup and stews three to four days stuffing one to two days and the guideline is when in doubt throw it out. Safe cooking temperatures this chart lists particular food items and the internal temperature that should be maintained. Beef, lamb, veal, ground products, hamburger patties, meatballs, etc. 160 degrees Fahrenheit. Beef, lamb, veal non-ground products such as roasts, steaks, medium rare, 145 degrees Fahrenheit, roast steaks, medium 160 degrees Fahrenheit, roast steaks, well done, 170 degrees Fahrenheit. For poultry, ground chicken turkey, 165 degrees Fahrenheit, whole chicken turkey, 180 degrees Fahrenheit, boneless turkey roast, 170 degrees Fahrenheit, Poultry breast and roast, 170 degrees Fahrenheit. Poultry thighs, wings, and drumstick, 180 degrees Fahrenheit. Duck or goose, 180 degrees Fahrenheit. Stuffing, cooked alone or in bird, 165 degrees Fahrenheit. For pork, all cuts in ground. Medium, 160 degrees Fahrenheit. Well done, 170 degrees Fahrenheit. Fresh raw ham, 160 degrees Fahrenheit. Fully cooked ham to reheat, 140 degrees Fahrenheit for egg dishes and casseroles, 160 degrees Fahrenheit, and for leftovers reheated, 165 degrees Fahrenheit. This is the end of the fact sheet, taking control of home food safety. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these recordings about nutrition and food safety. If you'd like more information about this or any other HIV health topic, please contact the HIV Health Library. The library's phone number is 617-450-1432, that's 617-450-1432. Or if you live in Massachusetts, you can also call us toll-free at 866-799-0079, again that's 866-799-0079. You can also visit the library's website at www.aac.org slash health. That's www.aac.org slash health. The website has information in English and Spanish on a wide variety of health topics.